Welcome to Muppet Up. Welcome back to Muppet Up. I'm Isaac Beach. I'm Jack Hobbegger. And this is the greatest Muppet podcast to ever be put on the internet. Certainly the best theme song to a Muppet podcast that there is. Yesterday, I got a uh, text message from my aunt. Aunt uh, Abby. That is her name. Yeah, friend of the pod. She asked me... Did you write the Muppet Up theme song? Oh, okay. And I didn't know how to answer that question. So I said, <laughs> kinda. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Because our we had an organ. I think we probably told this story before. Yeah. We had an organ, mm-hmm. a vintage organ, in our uh, former Muppet Up headquarters. Yeah. In, in Olympia, Olympia, Washington. Washington. Uh, and it had a drum machine built in and, and different effects and... To record the theme song, you and I just put one microphone up to the speaker and improvised the uh, the theme song with yeah. you on the the, the top. Uh, I, was, I was doing lead, doing on the that melody. One. Yeah, and I was down at the bass. You're going rhythmic, and then from there, uh, we we then overdubbed. I overdubbed some acoustic guitar yeah. that then became sort of a, a farty synth noise through the magic of logic. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the bamp bam. That's a that's an acoustic guitar. <laughs> and then we said Muppet Up. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what happened. And then I made that sort of record scratchy noise. So I kind of feel like um, the answer to Abby's question is yes. Yes. How would it be no? Well, because or sort of. How would it be it's kinda? sort of not written. Well, it just be kind composed. of it. Ca- it came to be. We composed, and it. I can't take full credit for it. I feel like the three equal co-writers of that song are you, me, and the organ. <laughs> the genie is what it was called. Yeah, the genie organ. The genie mm-hmm. seven hundred. So, if that answers your question, she then said that we are very talented. Oh, thank you, thank you, Abby. Appreciate that. Fun fact about Abby. Yeah, she has a sister. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my mom. Yeah. She's married yeah. to a man. Oh my god. That man I almost forgot. It, that and that man is two things. Yeah. One, he is my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, he is in this room. Here I am. Everybody, oh my god. <laughs> everybody, welcome Mark Habegger back to the podcast. Our second three time three time a, a record tying. Three times for Mark Hobbaker. Welcome back to the podcast, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing well. This is your first time in the new and improved Muppet Up studio. That's what true. do you think? Um, I love it. I, I think that it is a very comfortable studio. You're comfortable? I, you feel, I, do you feel I, at home? I do. I feel oh. like it's a homey studio, but Good. a very professional studio. Do you find it to be a step up from our previous studio in Olympia, Washington? That was very homey as well. 
almost um, too homey because we almost. couldn't get down to business. Yeah, this feels a little more professional. I think. Mm-hmm. I think that I would definitely say We're that. All sitting upright, there's, there's a computer in front of me, a mixing board in front of me. Yep, absolutely. Three Sitting stands. upright is what we're gauging it. Yeah, on. because that's, I feel like that's the level. we were all lounged on the couch. <laughs> I, yeah, too far back. Okay. Jack was lying down for. I have done. I have done full episodes completely lying down. And in this new and improved yeah. Bubba Up Studio, that is not a possibility. It's a well, possibility, but it's an outside possibility. I'm yeah. not sure that that is the level for professionalism. Like Ravi Shankar probably could do a whole album laying down, and it would be wonderful. That's. Fair. I feel and like I'm sure we are has. not at that level, though, um, as people, professionals, podcasters. Okay. I think Ravi Shankar has been l- doing a little bit of too much lying down lately. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, Mark, it's great to have you back on the podcast. Thank you. Great and to be back. Obviously, we know your top three Muppets. We know. Can you name them? Name my top three Muppets. Uh, it's if you know me so well. Well, I know number one was Kermit. And and thank you for the test. Um, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. not often tested on this podcast. I'm right. pretty sure number one was Kermit. No, I don't think so. I think it was Grover. <laughs> no, oh, son of a. Yeah, I think it's you, Grover. I'm already. not actually sure that in his top three there is Kermit. I was going oh, to no, 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 let no. him. Kermit was definitely I was, in his three. Kermit was number. No, three. No, he broke a rule and he did five. You did five. I think, and no, I think no, no. I don't think you did three. I don't think I broke a rule. Maybe I did. Sound like I know me. one thing about Mark Hobaker is that he is not a rule breaker. Uh, well, that actually, you'd be wrong. if there's <laughs> anything I know about my dad, the amount of times throughout my childhood where he told me to not follow a rule, okay, would be many times. Many times. I don't know if I've I ever don't. been in a situation with you where it's like you're telling me to break a rule. Yeah. Uh, so I maybe just you know why inside of you. Why is that, Jack? We're all adults. Yeah. Simply less rules. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. The we live rules in are the laws, yeah. and the laws I frequently follow. Yeah. I find most of them to be quite reasonable. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I uh, I go a little over the speed limit, but I'm only human. Anyway, uh, I'm guessing number three is Kermit. Number two was f***ing Ernie, and number one was Grover. Er- Ernie is correct. Yes. That one you got. Number one is Grover. Grover is number one. I knew one. that. Mm-hmm. And I may have said Kermit at number three. I it don't doesn't think sound so. Like me. I don't it think sounds, you had Kermit. It sounds like I went all three Sesame Street and that uh, number three probably was Cookie Monster. But it, 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 it very that well doesn't sound familiar, but, been. but I believe it. Not sure. We'll have to go to the tape on that. On any given day, yeah. I, a, a, a Muppet could bubble to the top. I love. I feel I mean, like a Muppet has I love, to be in the top. But I, I appreciate love, that. No, but I love Muppets. Yeah. So mm-hmm. any Muppet could catch my fancy. And, and that's, that's day why you're and, here, and, and that's the why there three. is this podcast. Is because you love Muppets, which made Jack love Muppets, which made me love Jack, which made us make this podcast. Yes. Boom. All true. Like that. Um. And all in a way because of Abby. That's true. Because if she didn't have a sister. Who you married? Yeah, okay. I wouldn't be around, and we wouldn't be out on this podcast again. See, we true. owe this podcast to Abby. I can't imagine that I would not have um, married a woman that loved Muppets, and then well, had you a child, kinda... but it wouldn't have been you. <laughs> yeah. Well, does Mom love Muppets? We've had her on. We've had her on. I don't know if she loves the Muppets, but. My mom is not the topic here today. No. My dad is the topic here today. Exactly. No, I'm not. I'm not the topic. Well, we well, watched a movie. Well, for this segment, you oh, are. Oh, okay. I'll be the topic. I guess before we get to that. Uh, I'll be a yeah, guest we're, we're, slash topic. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we are here to talk about a Muppet movie, and that Muppet movie is called Hey Cinderella, but we'll get to that because, Mark, you've been on the podcast before. 
We remember what your top three favorite Muppets are, sort of. <laughs> we even know uh, your Muppet history, and we even know who you think the sexiest Muppet is, and that is Kermit the Frog. That was Kermit, true. I remember that. that. True. Yes. We're no longer asking that question at the behest of Lath. Yeah. yeah. I did not like that question either, and I was cheering for Lath when he when he won that battle. Lath Lath <laughs> came in here as a maverick, yeah. as an outlaw. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he refitted this podcast in his image. He yeah. did. And for that we are grateful. And as a listener, I was cheering for him. It was a it was a heroic moment a, for me. As a co host, I yeah. was cheering for him. Yeah. As I cheer for him in all areas as a of friend. life. Friend. Yep. Yep. I cheered for Lath put a cowboy boot up your Muppet up butt. <laughs> we have new questions to ask you today, Mark. These are fresh questions. As a three-timer, I mean, this is just monumental. Yes. So we got to come up with new questions to yes. ask you. Uh, I came up with a question myself. Okay. Um, and Mark, you've been here for a few days in Portland. You've been visiting and helping us finish uh, our puppet movie, our yep. very own uh, puppet production in, musical. Knee deep in felt. We've been definitely uh, surrounding ourselves with with uh, Muppets and mm. and puppets and all sorts of things, and it was it's been a very fun time. Yes, and we've been working on some other projects. But uh, you asked a very fun question while we were uh, playing a show in Olympia, Washington. You asked some of our bandmates what their desert island album is if they had to choose one album. Uh, to listen to on a desert island, what that would be. And I thought that was a great question. And we all talked about it, and we all thought about it. But then I thought, what would your desert island Muppet be? And there's a caveat, no Kermit. And desert island Muppet could mean an assortment of things. It could be the most useful and helpful Muppet. Like a Swiss Army Muppet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It could mean um, one that you would get along best with and would maybe help you emotionally and sort spiritually. Of a, sort of a good time Muppet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there could be one like, say, a Big Bird where you could just cook them up and eat them. Yeah, one that could turn into a ham sandwich. Possibly. Exactly. Sort of a gourmet Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> or bacon. Bacon and a ham sandwich, some of them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what do you think your desert island Muppet would be? And Jack, I'd like to ask you the same question, and I have a few answers to myself. Okay. I, I cannot help but think that um this is to me this is a robinson crusoe kind of a situation i'm i'm on an island and i i think what i'm going to want from a muppet is companionship sure i as as tasty as miss piggy looks <laughs> or or or, 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 big bird. or big bird Snuffy. which has which who is gigantic so would yeah. would feed me for quite a while um i mean can't lay eggs Boy, I think yeah. is he like a, a rooster type situation there? I th- probably can't lay eggs. More we of a that. canary. Yeah, we can't. I don't know. I'm not sure what what that's supposed to be. I'm but not sure. I'm not an ornithologist. I wish you were. Gonzo's yeah. an alien. I kind of sometimes wish I were. Um, I also think that whatever. I think that this is a kind of a, my man Friday kind of situation. You want somebody who's going to hang out with you and and be reasonable. As much fun as I think Ker- Grover would be. Okay. As much fun as I think he would be, I just don't think he would be that useful. I think that that would be uh, tough. So as a companion, I'm assuming I'm going to be hot. I'm going to be sandy. I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to f- be feeling a little burnt. Yeah. I'm going to be feeling burnt. Oh. So that's why Ernie is coming with me. Wow. Wonderful answer. I think that's a brilliant answer. Well considered. Wow. I really, I do appreciate that because you would be kind of a grouch. Anyone would, would be kind of yeah, a grouch. Exactly, and but not full Oscar. 
just slightly annoyed, I think. You'd be perturbed. Exactly. I think so. I, I think, think that you that's would. it, yeah. I think if I was on a desert island, I'd be quite perturbed. Right. Um, Watching Jack. all the people on the cruise ship drown after <laughs> I was the only one who made it to the island. You and Ernie. I'd be perturbed. You and Ernie. Yeah, I'd be perturbed. Jack, do you have an answer for us here? Listen, here are my thoughts. Go ahead. Okay, so there are three criteria, right? And I think it's similar to, you know, they say you can't have all three when it's uh, cheap, fast, and good. And good. Yeah. I think the same applies for usefulness, edibility, uh, and companionship. You can only pick two. Is that what you're saying? I sort of think so. In a desert island situation, I think I'm going to opt for edibility and usefulness over companionship. And you're going to milk the usefulness before so, you eat? Yes. Okay. So I think I need to find a Muppet that I know would be very useful to me yeah. uh, and maybe has a background in in handyman work or yeah. maybe a sort of sort of a Joe Fix-It. Okay. Um, and also a Muppet that is not too small, kind of uh, has a lot of uh, mass maybe. not Maybe not too much mass, but a, a good-sized Muppet. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And I think the cherry on top of this is that I believe that this Muppet has a very wearable hide to keep me warm ah, in the winter months okay. or possibly at night. Wow. Though I would say... Maybe not the best conversationalist. Maybe not the most yeah. interesting Muppet okay. uh, to, to, to converse with. Okay. And that is why I'm choosing Beauregard. <laughs> That's why I thought the you were The custodian yeah. Yeah. of uh, yeah. Mu the Muppet Theater. He'd keep the island tidy. It would. He would very much come in handy. Actually, I think that's a brilliant idea because I think the him being not a very conversational Muppet actually mm -hmm. works in your benefit. I won't feel as bad when I have to eat him. And you won't feel annoyed uh, when... I think I might be annoyed by him. Well, okay. When I thought of this question, I thought of a few answers. Mm -hmm. One of them being Bunsen Honeydew, right? He's a mad scientist, and he could probably... He'd be your uh, Gilligan's Island... Uh, sure. What's sure. his name? Yeah. The professor. The professor. Yeah. Yes, he'd be my the professor. Yes. He could make a radio out of a coconut. Right. And the other answer I came up with was Lou Zealand. Because, because there would be fish aplenty. <laughs> yeah, because Blue of the fish? would never be scarce. Okay. He could be throwing fish away, and it would always come back, and I would always have something to eat for dinner. Excellent. That's a great point. So I think both are not – I think why Beauregard is a good pick is because uh, both of those Muppets that I chose, very annoying Muppets. Mm -hmm. Honeydew, I mean, I would – I would fucking hate this guy. He'd and also Luke probably set the jungle on fire day yeah, one. Yeah. Mm, we have big problems. Yeah. And um, New Zealand is just obnoxious. You know, I considered Sweetums for the utility. Yeah. You know, like you're yeah. getting and to do stuff. Hide, yeah. But I yeah. thought there was a good ch Yeah, like slit him open and climb in there like a tauntaun. Like a tauntaun, mm -hmm. yeah. But then I thought there was a good chance that he would kill and eat me. Yeah. I was like, That's I'm true. not confident. Beauregard is not sleep. getting to me first. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I might have to sleep with one eye open with Sweetums yeah. around. I think that's, that's true. fair. Yeah. I think that's true. Well, I like all of our answers here. I think this mm -hmm. is this was a productive question, and I'm glad I asked it. Jack, do you happen to have a question for your father? I do. As a three-timer? I do. I have two questions. You're oh, my God, two. Well, you're even more prepared than I. Yeah, you're adopted. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, al I always <laughs> thought <laughs> I knew that there was, was a be good chance of that. Okay, go ahead. So, Dad. You have a background in the film industry. 
I do. You've yes. worked on many television shows, movies. I have. Music videos. These these are true commercials. Statements. Yes. Anything, you name it. You've been involved. He's sort of a Swiss Army man. I won't name it, but sure, yes. you can name it if you'd like. There, uh, there has been a, a concept floated uh, to us by the great Jake Jones. Uh, yes, and also something that circle circulates on the uh, the Muppet the Muppetosphere on yeah. the online. Yes, people love this question, and it says, "You t- what? If you could take a movie." And replace everyone but one actor with Muppets. What would it be? But here's here's what I'm saying. If one television show or movie that you worked on wow. could do with a Muppet recast, wow. what would it be? This is brilliant, my man. Thank you. Um, that is... That is uh, a very interesting concept, um, and it could be something that you worked on, like one one episode of a show that went right. on and had a, had a different kind of right. uh, path, but just something that you had a hand in in some way. Yeah, um, and and I ke- there the the one there's one cast member that's still a person. If you want to do that, you can. Okay, and and the rest of it is is recast as Muppets. Yeah. Okay. I am a big supporter of the idea that the Muppets are a flexible cast of characters. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Like they could do anything. Like I really want to see a a uh, western, a, a wagon train yes. movie with sure. the Muppets. Yeah. Right. I think that would be great. I love Muppet Treasure Island. I love the idea that they could be pirates. They could be anything that they want, right? Um and, and I really honestly believe that. So any genre type film, mm-hmm. I think that the Muppets would be great in it. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you get the right writers and you're gonna have a good time. The one genre that I think and I haven't done a lot of um of these kinds of you know, despite my best efforts and despite the way things are right now, but um, I, I I I love comic books and I love superheroes and I love the superhero genre. And you know, Super Grover is one thing they touch on it sure. on Sesame Street, sure. right? But don't you think that the Muppets would make a great cast mm-hmm. for a superhero thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I yeah. I I filled in for a couple of episodes on a series called Nightman that was a superhero series. And it was just terrible. It was a it was a very late um, in the game Glenn Larson production, mm-hmm. um, and it was based on a um, a line of comics that were not really Marvel, but sort of Marvel. Right? Okay, and they weren't great. I, I never really read Nightman before I got the call to hey come down and and be on Nightman. Um, just fill in for a couple of weeks on Nightman. I don't even know if I ever got credit on those because I was filling in for somebody who was getting hours for the union. Mm-hmm. So I think I was logging in. Sure. And so I was never actually officially on any call sheets yeah. or anything. Which uh, now would be actually a great opportunity to, to finally set the record straight that your IMDb is woefully incomplete. It is, yes. So those of you interested parties yeah. who may be on there already, based yes. on my introduction, you may find that uh, there are a few credits missing. and Many, that is, actually. No nightman. And it is simply because the film industry is fraught with uh, miscommunication, and IMDb is a not very uh, completist 
site. I, I could have done better to um, to monitor that and keep that up. But at the time when IMDb was becoming important for that kind of stuff, I was doing a lot of commercials. I was doing a lot of industrial films. I was doing a lot of government films. And it wasn't. It wasn't like I was doing feature after feature after feature, and, and I had done a string of features in a row that were not good, that I wasn't proud of, that I was like, yeah, if nobody knows I did those, that would yeah. be okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Nightman, I thought, had potential. It, it mm -hmm. should have been done campy. It should have been done yeah. with a with a sense of humor. I think Glenn Larson was great at that when he was doing like Buck Rogers and, and series like that. Um I, I never really liked Battlestar Galactica, but it did have that same sense of humor. I think Nightman. Nightman would be one. And I only I only just filled in for a couple of weeks huh. on that for somebody else. I, I think that's a great answer. At, out of the movies that I've seen uh, that you have worked on, it's only been a few. Yes, sir. Um, but I do think uh, you, you worked on Dead Man, uh, the Jarmish film Dead Man, and you were a special effects coordinator on that. I was. I do think that... That could be a funny one yeah. if Johnny Depp was still Johnny Depp and the Iggy Pop of it all and all of the other characters were Muppets and the people that he comes across on his journey throughout through the woods were Muppets. Yeah. That what if, would be pretty fun. What if we kept Crispin Glover and Johnny it's Depp was a Muppet? I was, I was gonna say just I was gonna say just John Hurt. Yeah, okay. It's only yeah. John Hurt when he laughs. Yeah, I mean, at honestly, him. Exactly. in that movie. Hermit could easily be the Johnny Depp character. Oh, He's sort yeah. Of this, this yes. Yeah. Held back guy. Yeah. You know, I, I think, think that could work really well. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I yes. think I think Dead Man would be a, a brilliant Muppet movie, a super dark and weird one. <laughs> but like, I think would go over very well. Mm -hmm. I would love to people. see the Muppets cast in, in, a, in a Western. So <laughs> Dead Man's as good as an that's any. A Western. Yeah, sure, sure. Good as any. Well, great question, Jack. What else you got? Well, my second question is is in a similar area. Mm -hmm. Again, a veteran of the film industry. Uh, yes. Oh, you, yeah. Uh, you've worked in the pictures. I have. <laughs> On the silver screen. Yeah. Um. So this is the this is the hypothetical. Okay. You're called by Disney. Mm. They say. What's happening, Mark? It's Joe Disney. <laughs> um, we'd love to have you come in, direct a new Muppet movie. Uh-huh. Uh, if uh, we, you know, got a meeting next week, if you could come in with uh, a few names of some of the uh, some of the talent you'd like to work with, uh, we're going uh, we're going cameo first. In this wow. uh, mm. new, in, it's you know, it's twenty twenty two. We're in the the age of uh, the cameo, mm -hmm. sort of a golden age of the cameo, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're going in cameo first. They want you to drop four names, mm. uh, who you'd like to be the human talent in this Muppet movie. You got four names. Four names. What are you saying? And it's a Muppet film. It's it's just it's like the Muppet movie. It's just it could be anything, and we just. Will bounce around and meet different cameos. They'll pop out of windows and such. Yeah, yeah, you, and maybe one supporting cast member, mm. like a Tina Fey in Muppets Most Wanted. Oh, yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you. Or a Ty Burrell in Muppets Most Wanted. Of course, a Ty Burrell in Muppets. Or like Most a Lovely. Ricky Gervais in, uh, in Muppets, Muppets Most, Most Wanted. Wanted. <laughs> yeah, he's a good one. Has Has Wanda Sykes been in a Muppet project? I I I believe so. 
I, I can I, imagine it. I, out of everything I've seen, I don't think I've seen a Wanda Sykes, I though, quite specifically. En- I quite enjoy Wanda I Sykes. I think she's very funny. And I th- she's very funny, but I also think that she would play well off of Muppets. Yeah. I do too. I, I think I, I think very much so. So that would be my first. That's a great one. first one. First one. There's no doubt in my mind who number two is, and that's Paul Rubens. Delightful. Obviously. Okay, great. Uh, I would I would choose the exact same. Knows how to work with puppets. There's already a, a, a you totally, know. Totally. I mean, he has had a supporting cast. But, but you're not Cherry. saying he would be Pee Wee. Not necessarily, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. A gag where he was Pee Wee and. That would be- and, Amazing, you know Kermit. Oh my God. Kermit's sitting on Cherry. Oh and, my God! And talking to Globy. Hell yeah, that's it great. Ta- it takes place. Are you kidding in me? A, it takes place in a alternate Los Angeles in which Pee Wee Herman has become mayor. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Guys, I think we're onto something here. Yeah, I'm gonna start typing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, I got two more. Um, I, I'm thinking. You know, I always love. Like seeing kids interact with the Muppets, but I don't really know any like kid performers. Jacob Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> and 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 um, uh, uh the the uh, Keith Keith L. Williams, L. Williams and Keith L. Williams of Good Boys. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. The cast of Good Boys can count as one. Okay, well the cast the of main Good four okay. that like, would be fantastic. The four. Three. The main three. The main three. The main well, three. Thor. Jacob Tremblay. I'm guessing they're a little older Williams. at this point. I would love to have an adorable child, but I think they're still pretty young. All right. Well, yeah. Trust me, they can do it. In my imagination, <laughs> in my imagination, they're roughly good boys' age. Though. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. To to the audience members, I, I don't know if we fully expressed uh, our love, Jack and my love for uh, the film Good Boys, but uh, we love the movie Good Boys, and we watched it um, a lot. If and- you like movies. <laughs> And if you like drones, <laughs> you gotta see this movie. Have you seen it, Mark? I love it. It's I, so good. And right? you know, we've talked a lot about our favorite comedies. Yeah. Uh, of recent comedies. Oh, top last top five. five years. It's the best one. Yeah, it's, like, it's so good. One. Top it's five so and probably best. And yeah. I don't know if anyone remembers, but we do have a cameo from Keith. It's L. the Williams. age of the cameo. That's in the uh, Muppet Up season one finale. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, go right. listen to that. I remember that. Yeah, and he says his favorite Muppet is Animal because he is crazy. <laughs> End of video. Crazy. Okay, goes, so are, yeah, are you yeah. saying good? The Good Boys Gang is your number three. Right. So so far I've got Wanda Sykes uh-huh. and I've got Paul Rubens. Yeah, these and are the amazing good, takes. The Good Boys Gang. <laughs> Great. Okay, that's is one. One. Yeah. One uh, more. And then I've got one more. And 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 who would that be? Um, you know. Um. I think, you know, a lot of consideration goes into this. Is it's people who who deserve a sh- uh, this this shot? Somebody <gasps> who is. Have you got an idea? Is it Al Franken? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't gonna be, but it is now. That is a genius idea. That it's is Al a genius. Al Franken, Senator Al Franken. Al, yes, my senator. I bet yeah. he he's listen. <laughs> he's American okay, senator. So let's say. Al Franken uh, is say, very funny. Let's say yeah. Al can't do it. I've never seen the Stewart movie, but but he's very funny man. <laughs> let's say, unfortunately, he's wrapped up in uh, in in other things. He's doing a book signing. <laughs> very very he, clean he, things. He will be at the uh, the um, the Barnes and Noble I, on on um, 
Phillips, a street, a street, <laughs> Main street, street on, on, on 4th on Avenue. There's yeah. one at Lloyd Center. There's a Lloyd Center. Yeah, he'll yeah. be at the Lloyd Center. If I'm not mistaken, he, I think he's coming to town. He is on tour. Yeah, I think he's coming but to town. But that's not the topic here today. <laughs> Let's say he Al can't do it. Who are you going to say? I'm I'm swerving and I'm just going with John C. Riley. There you go. Because oh. I love him. Because he's he would be delightful that, with Muppets. He, that he would deserves be good. it. He That's do, true. Yeah, he deserves he it. Deserves he it. would I don't be think great. He has been with the Muppets. Yeah. Great answers, uh, Mark. Really, uh, really well thought out answers. And I agree. I to think with almost every single one of them, if not every single one of them. Great Thank choices. You. It's time for us to play a game. Okay. We have a brand new game. <gasps> For you, Jack and Mark, <gasps> we're and going to be competing. You're going to be competing. Excellent. Yes, you are on uh, opposite teams, opposing teams. And All right. This game is called Working Titles, mm. and what this game is is I'm going to name the working title for a film or TV show that we have covered here, or maybe not covered here on Muppet Up, but a Muppet uh, production working title, and you have to tell me if that is true. Or if that is false. Okay. Everyone understand? I do understand. True or false, the working title for It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas was He's a Wonderful Frog. Mark, what do you think? False. Jack? False. You're both saying that I made up that He's a Wonderful Frog. Was the working title of "It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas"? Yes. Yeah, that is true. Oh, that is true. I thought I thought that this was addressed in an earlier episode. I thought I had heard something else was the the working title. I also did. Yeah. <laughs> well, it makes sense because "It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas" movie uh, mm-hmm. is sort of a take on "It's a Wonderful Life." He's a Wonderful Frog is a stupid title, and so is "It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas" movie. I think both of them are not great, and they they're not great. They could have fleshed them out a, yeah. a, a little bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah, not their best best naming work. No, 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 no. no. Nope. Number two. The working title for Follow That Bird was Big Bird Flies the Coop. Jack, what do you think? That sounds very possible. But I think it sounds perhaps too possible. Uh, So I'm going to say false. I think that's true. Mm, Interesting. Okay. So you're both tied at zero points. This could, no matter which way this goes, someone's getting a point here. You're all locked in? Yeah. Dad. Yeah. We haven't been on such opposite teams since the 2010 Winter Olympics luge run. (laughs) That's true. That's the one where the guy (laughs) died. That's the one where the guy (laughs) died. True or false? Follow that bird's working title was Big Bird Flies the Coop. That is false. Hmm. I hate losing. Jack gets the point. It is one to nothing. Hmm. All right. I was right. It was too damn normal. That's true. Yeah. The working title for Sesame Street was Itty Bitty Farm and City Witty Ditty Nitty Gritty Dog and Kitty Pretty Little Kitty Show. <laughs> what what is the working title of what? Sesame Street. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want me to read it again? Because I, I just want to. You're first, right? This time? Yeah, Mark's first. Yeah. The working title for the se- for Sesame Street was Itty Bitty Farm and City. Witty, Diddy, Nitty Gritty, Dog and Kitty, Pretty Little Kitty Show. That has to be false. Okay, you're saying that it is false. That's true. 
Jack's saying that is true. Everyone locked in. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. You would have, ha- I mean, that would be nutty if you made that Isaac up. doesn't know half of those words. It has <laughs> to be real. It doesn't, s- yeah, exactly. That that was my thought, but I, I thought, but how would I not have heard this on Street Gang? Like, why would they have oh, not? Oh, Street Gang was incomplete. It, it definitely was. It so left you- me wanting more. So, more Again, words in the you're title. On opposing sides. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was just doing that to keep the game interesting. I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's true. You think it's well. true? I think okay. it's true. Everyone's well. locking in. True. It's true. Uh, yeah, I lock it. It's definitely true. Yeah, that's true, guys. Yeah. Now, isn't that awesome? I can spot them. No, a it's mile not awesome. Away. It's the opposite itty of awesome. Itty bitty farm and city. Witty ditty nitty gritty dog and kitty. Pretty little kitty show. The wow. other working title for Sesame Street, and literally this whole game was based around this because mm-hmm. how awesome is that? The other working title for uh, Sesame Street was Two Plus Two Ain't Five. <laughs> <laughs> was it really? Yeah, that's good. That, that was also I can the see. working title for The Big Bang Theory. Oh. <laughs> and so are you smarter funny. than a fifth grader? Pretty funny. Pretty funny. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I got a few more. So and far, you are. Uh, I'm behind by you one. You are behind by one. Jack mm. is in the lead. Okay. One nothing. The working title for Kermit Swamp Years. Was Rainbow Connections. Jack, what do you think? I'd buy that. I'm going to say that's true. Okay. Mark? My gut was true, and if I've learned one thing from listening to this podcast, it's that always go with your gut. It's like a mantra of yours. Absolutely. Of the show. Dad, we haven't been on uh, such opposing sides since we were both on Richard Lewis's team on Celebrity Family Feud. I'm, Richard I'm Lewis? <laughs> yeah. The Lewis family? Wait, but aren't you on the same? Are you both saying that's true? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Mark, you and Jack haven't been on the same team since. So we haven't, that's what I meant. We haven't been on the same team this much yeah. since we were on Richard Lewis's team on Celebrity Family Feud. Yeah. That's what I meant. Okay, okay. so you're both saying that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Rainbow Connections was the working yeah. title okay. for Kermit Swamp Years. Well done. Yeah. That's Thank right. you. Well, I got a few more for you. The working title for the adventures of Elmo in Grouchland was Grouch. That's Grouch with an exclamation point. Mark, you're nodding your head in disagreement with that. False. Is it my turn? Do I go yeah. on yeah, the first sure. False. Okay, Jack? True. It is tied up one to one. Mark is correct. That is false. Wow. All right. I yeah. came up with Grouch. Yeah, it would just it would have right. shifted the whole concept away from Elmo. They were selling Elmo toys like oh, that's, that's a good point. That's, that's a good true. point. And that's something I didn't consider when I came up with that f- falsehood. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The working title for Muppets Tonight, the television show that revamped the Muppet mm-hmm. show, was Lights, Camera, Muppets. Mm. Jack? Well, I have to consider this very carefully because we are tied up. Because, Dad, we haven't been this neck and neck since we were in that chicken strangling competition. <laughs> yeah. So, Muppets true. Tonight, working title was... Lights, Camera, Muppets. Mm. I'm going to go with my heart on this one. I'm yeah. going to go with my gut. And I'm going to say that that's true. Okay. Mark? I, I believe it's Maybe true Maybe I'm too trusting. Well. Yeah, I believe In it. me? In the game. In oh. the system. Okay. I, I believe it. Yeah. That well, seems... you're all you're all locked in. Uh huh. Yeah. Donate the player, hit the game, guys, because <gasps> you are incorrect. <laughs> Shit. Really? I made up that. Oh. And that's that's how did you? T- 
do that? <laughs> Lights, <laughs> camera, amazing, <laughs> amazing. Oh my god! That seemed like a uh, low-paid staffer answer. So maybe that we should have thought of that. Yeah, it was pretty genius. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was just the guy that gets coffee. Hey so guys, let's call it lights, camera, muppets. <laughs> the scooter type. Yeah, exactly. The scooter type, mm-hmm. but like fleshy. So I believe you. <laughs> but like you know, fleshy. <laughs> Flesh. You guys yeah. are tied up one to one, right? Uh huh. Well, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is the last question. The working title for Bear in the Big Blue House was Big Bear, Big House. True or false? Mark, you're up. That seems like a reasonable thing sure um but that almost seems like something that like they would have settled on bear in the big blue house early on like that would have been the idea like they were building the set making a blue house and they went what are we gonna put in this a bear Mm -hmm. inside this blue house it seems to me like early on in the conception they would have had that name but yeah if you're telling me that they indeed did have a working title that's what um, i'm saying uh then that seems reasonable to me I think that you didn't do your research, that they had settled on that early, and you just made up a name. So I'm going to say that that's false. Now here I'm in a dilemma because I want to win, and we're tied. Hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting. Uh, I know. Like, uh, yeah. We haven't been in this big of a dilemma. I was expecting since. something, too. I oh, thought, really? Yeah. I thought there Why? was going to be something. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought, like. There's I already did time. it so many times. <laughs> Why would times I do it again? Where you and your dad have, have found yourself in quite conundrums. Mm. I mean, we haven't been into pickles this much since we fell into that pit of brine. <laughs> a pit? Yeah, a, a vat. Pit. A vat, I think. A yeah. vat of brine. A vat of brine. I feel like a pit did uh, what was visually was really uh, great for me. So. Thank have you. you. Has there ever been a pit of brine, though? I'm sure that you got to ground the one, comedy in reality. One time there was a hole and someone <laughs> accidentally, you know, dumped a bunch of brine. They in were it. on a brine delivery. They were late. They weren't well, looking okay. where they were going. They're, do- they're I, like I a sort of sort of a horse and uh, and buggy situation. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the wheel gets stuck in sort of this pit mm-hmm. and uh, off the side. Oh, no, our brine. <laughs> Goes yeah. all this brine, yeah, right. and um, and they're like, we're not getting that back, yeah. yeah and so the brine <laughs> fell from the what is the the barrel? Brine? It's a exactly it's a barrel. So see, it makes more sense that it was in a barrel to begin with. It just but it happened busts to open. be in a pit. Yeah, it, it busts, busts open in the and, pit, and then, and then one day, for, it's a deep pit. We were in a Mark barrel of brine. Yeah, we haven't Mark. been in a pickle like this since we were in Dad, a barrel sa- of brine. Dad, it sounds like you don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> You were there. You were walking along the Oregon Trail, mm-hmm. and you fell into a pit, and mm. that pit was full of brine. Don't I'll, you remember? And and do you that. remember what we said to each other in unison? We said the name of this show should be Bear in the Big Blue House. We said we're Eureka. in a pickle. You really don't remember. <laughs> Eureka. I think, I think it's false. Are you both saying false? Well, yeah. I feel like this is the last one. Yeah, this is the last. So one. If, if we're both, if so, if we say the same thing, we'll either we'll still tie either way. Yeah. Okay, then I'll say it's true. Okay. Well, it's false. I win. Mark All wins right. the game. I win. Big Bear Big hey, House was not a. Real I would game. rather lose against you than tie so that neither of us get to win. I'd rather at least one of us has the chance to taste sweet victory. Well, yeah. then, then I have taught you well. 
that's, course. That's awesome. I'm very happy that I uh, got to dupe both of you at least once, uh, and I feel like that was that was a good game. Great game. I feel like you all no, played No, yes, very of course. Well. Allow me to tell you Thank that you. that was a great game. Well, it's time for us to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about the 1969 television special. Hey! Hey! hey Cinderella! Cinderella! We'll be right back. Welcome back to Muppet Up. What's up? Welcome back. Colon, a Muppet podcast. Yes, if that you, is if what you it's wanna, called. If you want to talk about the whole title, if you want to be like super correct. Uh, I think that sounds the like the word colon is now in your title. Muppet Up, colon. <laughs> I think you just need to do a pregnant pause. Yeah. Muppet Up, a Muppet podcast. Muppet Up. That sounded like a Muppet an, podcast. <laughs> it sounded like an ellipses. This is the podcast where we talk about the Muppets. We talk about all things Muppet, all things Jim Henson, all that sh- And know. a little bit of Peter Jackson. <laughs> a Muppet podcast. See yeah. how long my pause was? <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about, hey, Cinderella. <laughs> hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? We're talking about the movie, hey, Cinderella. Hey! When I when you say hey, yeah, my ears are ringing. There's an exclamation point They're at the end. Ringing, mm. and then and then and then I'm not hearing the second word you're saying. So I'm just hearing. Oh no, I'm just I hearing, understand. This is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Hey! Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, so you can't hear what the, uh, the second thing I'm saying. Yeah. Because it's too quiet. Yeah. Okay. So we today we watched the movie Hey Cinderella. You like when I yelled "Hey"? Yeah, I heard an echo. No, you did, and that's uh, why I did it quieter this time because I don't want the police to come. Yeah. <laughs> it echoed around the studio, yeah. don't which worry, is not police. well insulated. We're, we're just recording them up at podcasts. We're talking about "Hey Cinderella." Guys, I hate to see you back out here. Uh, we are doing the podcast again. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about 1969's "Hey Cinderella." It was a television special directed and produced by Jim Henson himself in Canada. In Canada? Yeah, it was a Canadian production. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe you have an introductory sort of uh, yeah, a so segment for us to maybe uh, get us started so to talk about, hey, Cinderella. Believe it or not, this is not the first nor the last Cinderella adaptation uh, for film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ni- I, 1950. There have been Please, many uh, Cinderella came out. both in... Film, television, radio, video games, maybe? Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Books I've on met. tape. Yeah. Plays. <laughs> I might have had a coloring book. And a a number uh-huh. a number of of people have played the titular role mm. of Cinderella. Cinderella. Mm-hmm. So this the game titular Cinderella. It's just a quick little game. Okay. It's just I'm gonna give both of you a list of actors. One of these people has not played the titular role. Just one. Of Cinderella. Mm. Okay. Each of you, of course, will select who you believe is, of course, not. Not Cinderella. Cinderella. So okay. It has never been. Someone you're not saying, hey, Cinderella, too. Yeah, right. You would never say it wouldn't apply. Okay. Who, who is who <laughs> is not Cinderella is the name of the game. Okay. Hey, you're not Cinderella. Hey, where's Cinderella? <laughs> uh, Ed Asner. Because you're not her, and you're here. Okay, so here's the list. Okay. 
Julie Andrews, Jennifer Beals, Bette Midler, Drew Barrymore, Jerry Lewis, <laughs> and Margaret. I have my guess, I guess. But it's guests are best. Guests is best. Would you like the list again? Uh, um, it, for, the, for the folks at home, I would like to hear the list again. I don't remember okay. the list. For me, for me. It's really for me. I, I put it onto the, ge- the people at home. But of course. Really for, me. Uh, for the people at home, yeah. Julie Andrews, mm. Jennifer Beals of The L Word, and Flashdance. And Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, Bette Midler, Drew Barrymore, Jerry Lewis, and Margaret. I feel like I, I wish I was going second. Yeah, but you, I feel guess like is best. I'm so glad I'm going second. Guess is best. But my guess is uh, Bette Midler. I do Are not you locking believe. in Bette Midler? I am locking in Bette Midler. She does not seem like the that's Cinderella not a, That's type. not a bad guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, she seems like she would have leaned more towards another role in the, in the, <laughs> in the film. Possibly. Interesting. Well Prin- put. Mm-hmm. Prince Charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, Isaac. Okay. Do you want the list again? My, I don't need the list again, I think, because my mind goes to Julie Andrews. Obviously, she seems like a Cinderella type, but maybe you're duping me with that. And it was the first one. I don't know. Maybe you're just like, Julie Andrews, she probably never, you know, played Cinderella. Uh, Jerry Lewis? Was it? Was it Jerry Lewis? I did say Jer- Jerry Lewis. <laughs> he was an option. How? Now, I feel like there's maybe a bit of reverse psychology here where Jack's saying, Oh, Jerry Lewis, you know, you guys would never say Jerry Lewis because I say names like Bette Lind- Midler and Drew Barrymore. Uh, but, you know, that's an interesting uh, one. You seem to be forgetting Jennifer Beals. <laughs> <laughs> she was in The L Word. She starred in Flashdance. I don't give a Isaac shit never about saw, Jennifer Beals. You never saw Book of Boba Fett. Or Flashdance. Or The L Word. And all of you. Ouch. And Devil in the Blue Dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you She's see that Jennifer one? Beals. Jennifer Beals. And um, Oscar winner Jennifer Beals. Former teen model Jennifer Beals. Can you give me a few more? She was in My Bodyguard. Grammy Award winner Jennifer Beals. Golden Globe nominee Jennifer Beals. Born Tony December Award. 19, like, 1963. Like EGOT. EGOT. You're trying to get me to say Jennifer Beals, but I'm sure She's Jennifer Beals. She's Cinderella material. Of course <laughs> she played Cinderella. And there's Jerry what Lewis. Yes. And Who's a man. <laughs> yeah. He's a guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jerry Lewis. Now, there's also Bette Midler. I, now, I'm not going to say what Mark said. Okay. And Margaret. You know who that is? Yeah, I do. And that also was another one that I thought maybe you you uh, you uh pulled that out of your ass. But, um, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> yeah, I think. Have she- you seen any of these uh, Cinderella adaptations with any of these folks in it? No. I've seen at least two. Oh. The Bette Midler one and the Jerry Lewis one? Or <laughs> Bette Midler's Prince which Charming? Ones yeah, have that you seen, one. Mark, which ones have you seen? Well, I'm no! Not, I'm not going <laughs> to tell you. I'm not going to narrow I'm trying to beat you. I'm assuming you've seen the Jennifer Beals one. <laughs> Everyone has. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gonna, classic. I'm going to not. I'm not going to say Jen, uh, Jennifer Beals. Okay. Her gown was and gorgeous. And you're not going to say the Bette Oscars Midler. that year. And I'm not going to say Bette Midler because those are clearly the two that Mark has seen. Right. Okay. I'm. What? Which <gasps> ones? Clearly, the ones I've seen. Bette Midler and Jennifer Beals. Uh huh. Right. I'm going to say Jerry Lewis. You're going to lock in Even Jerry Lewis. Even though I, I kind of like, of course, he probably did for some f-ing reason. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to maybe. I want to. I would love to catch you in a lie. Okay. But no, you didn't. Ah, f- are you locking, locking it, it in? in? I'm locking, locking it in. in. I'm locking it in, but I am. I'm hesitant. 
as loser. And you're locking in Bet Midler. I'm not confident that I won, but I know he lost. Yeah, he's seen the Jerry Lewis Cinderella. 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 How Starring you... Jerry Lewis. That's like a big Jerry Lewis movie. It's Cinderella. It's Cinderella. I feel like an idiot. Okay. I feel like a goddamn. The correct answer idiot. of who was not Cinderella. I'm guessing it's Jennifer Beals. I'm gonna <laughs> freak out. It's Bette Midler. Ah. Congratulations, Dad. Boom. You are correct. Bette Midler was not Bette ever Midler. Cinderella. Bet, uh, Mark has won two. You know what? I just today. watched. I just watched a Bette Midler film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a which, rewatch. Which it was I a find rewatch. Her to be very talented. It was a rewatch. I'm not interested in her stuff, but I think she's very talented. She's quite good in this movie. She's a great singer. I don't like what she sings. Yeah, but I, she is a great singer. Yeah, hocus pocus. Player. I was gonna say, I know you, and you are not. I don't. Like you hocus don't like pocus. hocus pocus. I very much like hocus pocus. I, I quite enjoy uh, Bette Midler uh-huh. in about half the things she's in. Anyway, we're talking about hey Cinderella. We the are 1969 TV film. The reason we're talking about this uh, with Mark is because last time you were on, we talked about the Muppet Musicians of Bremen, the 1972. Mm. Uh, uh, Jim Henson directed television special. Yes, uh, that was also sort of a uh, Muppet take on a classic fairy tale. Part of a trilogy. Absolutely. Part of a trilogy uh, with the Frog Prince being the one we have not covered yet. But Hey Cinderella was 1969. 1972 was Bremen. So yes. there is a bit of a noticeable um, difference in. Hmm. I thought so. The yeah. timeline of Jim that uh, I could see. This was a little bit shoddier than Muppet Musicians of Bremen. Uh, shoddy, I would I would call it more embryonic. Yeah, sure. he hadn't dialed in sure. some stuff. Yeah. He definitely learned from this experience. I think so, too. What I appreciate about watching this is seeing, like, okay, well, here are ideas. And it's what I appreciated about Bremen as well. Here are ideas that you are going to hone in much later. And there are a lot of comedic ideas and jokes that he makes so much better with Mm. The Muppet Show as he moves on with his uh, career. A a funny uh, comparison between this and The Muppet Show, though, is they're doing the um, sort of ballroom dancing skits that they do in The Muppet Show a lot, in the early days of The Muppet Show, in the pilots – they have that scene. Do you remember that scene where they're, the they're dancing. doing the dancing, and yeah. then it cuts to something else, and then it comes back, and here's a joke, and it cuts to something else, and it comes back, and here's a no. It was kind of an interesting— Not smoothly. It did not cut smoothly, not smoothly. to something and, else. And one thing I do want to say yeah. about this is the editing, I thought, was pretty wacky, pretty pretty bad. The pacing was off. The pacing was off. Yes. Um, but that is also—I'm uh, focusing on the bad for a second. I also did enjoy it. Did you enjoy it, Mark? Jack? Yes. I um I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it as more of a um history lesson on yeah. where Jim was in his career at that yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um I, I do tend to look at things that I haven't seen before from early in a guy's career it through sort of a historic where where was that guy yeah. and what yeah. what was he creating for and what did he think his career was going to be? So I enjoyed it for that, um, but the pacing was way off for me. It was not and and here's what I couldn't help but look this fact up 
after we finished watching it, and uh, I pulled out my phone and I had to look this up. The uh, the the nineteen fifty Disney Cinderella, yeah, is is um, an hour and fourteen minutes. Wow, it, it's a very short film. Mm-hmm. This is fifty six minutes. This is about fifty four minutes, mm-hmm. and I think that they told that story beautifully. In the 1950s, yeah. the flow is there. Mm-hmm. The extra characters that are not in the original fairy yeah. tale yeah. that they add, the 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 use of the uh, the the mice, yeah. the whole yeah. the whole thing going on, uh, lovely use of the uh, the fairy godmother, and this just felt really disjointed. And I was like, "Yeah, weren't that far off?" I mean, the I time, s- yeah, you know, with the time you had to work with Jim. And you didn't really nail it. Like, you could have tightened that up. Yeah, it's 20 years after the Disney yeah. version. And 19. 19 years 19 later. 19 years later. and Which is like us remaking a movie from 2003. It's like if in 19 years we Shrek remade or School Encanto. of Rock. Yeah. Or in 19 years we remade Encanto. <laughs> no, but like, like right <laughs> now, go kids. back to 2003 and say, you know, what would... Why would I take something that was... A class beautifully done. Beautifully I, done. I That's what they did with the uh, streaming uh, School of Rock television show. Yeah. Okay. Nineteen that, years later, true. they decided to resurrect it and ruin it. Well, that's um, true. That's true. I see it sort of as the idea is we're gonna do a chopped up, funky version of this thing that is done well and sort of like. A 60s counterculture type of way i feel like jim was that kind of hippie guy who maybe wanted to mess with things from the 50s and i think this was an example of that um i don't think it was executed well what do you think i disagree i, I was trying to give jim the benefit of the doubt yeah. I'm trying to find his counterculture leanings in this but this felt very careerist to me this felt mm. like I I'd like to look up and see what year he joined the Directors Guild. But yeah. um, to be a director in 1969 and being a puppeteer on Sesame Street at the same time where he had to listen to a director giving him direction and yeah. running the show. It felt to me like he was pushing again because he'd already won an Academy Award by this time. He had yeah. already um, been had a successful career in uh, advertising. Mm-hmm. He'd already done lots of things. Yeah, he's been. Already, but it, he's already twenty years Im- into his career. But yeah. immediately, he wanted to get his name on something as a director, and it felt like he th- he threw out all the counterculture. Yeah, and maybe there, that was maybe, not part maybe of. That's it what to I me. wanted it to be, and what I was maybe trying to pick up on. Yeah, but I also I feel like the, at all. the the more overarching thing with this is he wanted to be another Walt Disney type, and I think exactly. his legacy now absolutely is another Walt Disney type. Absolutely. He, he created so much new stuff and innovated right. like Walt Disney did. Right. Um, but I think this specifically is a bit of a misstep. And again, that doesn't mean I didn't... I, I still liked it. I still thought there were moments where I laughed out loud. I thought it was funny. We all did. I, I thought some of the puppets looked great. I thought it was... It was Which puppets looked great? I loved the dog, Rufus. The dog was great. And obviously Kermit makes uh, an appearance in this, uh, and he's sort of a supporting character. Super funny Kermit stuff. Um, maybe not super funny, but... Funny, but yeah. The jo- king and his advisor are great puppets. And I love that advisor with that sharp nose and, mm-hmm. and the funny little mouth, I the thought. M- the pro- proto-beaker mouth. Yeah, yeah, that sort of 
that yeah. kind yeah. of envelope uh, thing. And I love that the the king was. He was a king, but he was just like a middle American king. Like yeah, he, he had a cigar from, in his mouth. Yeah, he was from Chicago or this mafia guy. And he had no ears, but he was yeah. but he was very um like his his defining features was one big unibrow and a cigar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he wasn't a bad guy, but he wasn't a good guy. No, he was just, just a like a selfish guy. king and yeah. and it's not like he caused any damage. Probably no. my favorite character. He probably was mine too. Other than I, I really did like Kermit, and I like—I mean, the dog wasn't my favorite character, but I really liked the design of that. The puppy. design was great, but it didn't yeah. have anything to do. The um the other puppets that are in this are the uh, stepsisters. The yeah, uh-huh. I like stepsisters. Yeah. They were um unintelligible, unintelligible for yeah. sure. Yeah, but um they were funny. Like they were. Fu- it was funny that those were puppets. Mm-hmm. But the majority of this. Of the of the main characters are are human actors. Yes. Um, was the acting particularly good? I wouldn't say so. No. But was it passable? Here's Maybe. the thing. It was no Bette Midler. Here's the thing. Dad, or Jennifer Beals. <laughs> I respect your opinion, but frankly, I don't think we've disagreed this much since that photo circulated of you with the anti-aircraft gun in North Vietnam. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, that would be. What? I. Very much enjoyed this movie. I recognize the problems. It mm. is absolutely not Jim at his best. And the editing, once again, was atrocious. Mm. Subpar. But I had a very good time watching it from beginning to end. I thought it was a lovely time capsule for late 60s, early 70s TV humor. It reminded me a lot of Rocky and Bullwinkle and Fractured Fairy Tales, but they were done better. Yeah, and well, their yeah. and their and pacing their t- and their is like pop, pop, pop. And, yes, yeah. but I was very much charmed by this movie and charmed by the incredibly rigid acting performances by the humans. Someone <laughs> said that this, watching this movie was like watching a like a especially charming community theater production of an established story yeah. that has yeah. put its own kind of little spin on it and that is the way you think about it forever. Yeah, so I'd absolutely my, agree what, with that. When I read that, I thought of, do you remember when we saw A Christmas Carol? Uh, no. We saw A Christmas Carol with in it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It was the nicest thing that anyone has ever done for me. Exactly. Yes. And you and I remember that part. Yes. And that... It was charming. And and the way that that is done and where that happens in it, and that is – I'm sure they didn't write that for it. I'm sure that's from from a play version of it. Uh-huh. But in any of the other adaptations of A Christmas Carol, that doesn't happen. I forgot that that was A Christmas Carol, but yes, but okay. I, I think remember. about that little bit, that little song, that's the nicest thing that everyone's, anyone's ever done for me. Do-do-do-do. All the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I saw it one time, and it came, that. And I feel like this is similar in that it is a charming and yeah, not not amazing little production of Cinderella that had a few little funny little things. Specifically, the king being my example king, of of nice. that ca- yeah. type thing. Yes. That yeah. I think mm-hmm. now when I Voiced watch or see or read any Cinderella stuff in the future, I'll think about that king. So mm, mm. I was charmed in a folksy way by it. Yeah, I can see that. But looking at it through the lens of Jim Henson canon, 
it doesn't measure up to his good stuff. And I don't even like that we're calling it a film. I mean, it was a it's television not. special. And that at, also, I have to look at it through a different lens. It's a television special, which makes it like I can't put it up to the standards all, of the Muppet part movie. Of the evolution of Jim, yeah, which yeah. is the same. I mean, it's I look a charming entry in his story. Yeah, I think. And and honestly, yeah. they would put lots of things on television to fill up an hour of of programming yeah. in those days. They didn't have the overwhelming amount of of producers that they have now. Mm-hmm. It was like we we need to fill an hour in the summer. What do we got? And Jim Henson was like, "Put me in, coach." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got something with puppets. But it felt very much to me like it, it you know, there were a lot of variety shows at those times. They they give a show to Glenn Campbell. Yeah. They gave a show to, you know, of, of course, Dean Martin had a show. Johnny Smothers Cash Brothers. had a show. The Smothers Brothers had a show. And they were all competing for that space. And this felt like it was trying to compete with that. The the, the fairy godmother being on a stage doing uh, ma- a magic show felt yeah. like it was sort of like bringing in variety show stuff, which yeah. Jim does. I mean, The Muppet Show is very much like that. It's like it's now we've a variety show. Yeah, yeah, now we've got a, uh, you know, a, a tossing fish uh, act, you know. I have a theory about um, the the in-between bits with the uh, magic. The okay. Godmother. If you want to maybe explain that. Yeah. What that is in for so a second. So in, in the, this television production. Yeah. Uh, there are a few moments where the action is interrupted by a little skit, which is the fairy godmother, which happens before she's even introduced. It, and it, it starts op- with it. It yeah. opens. Yeah. And it film. opens yeah. with it. Uh, do, do not call her, this a film. Her doing uh, like against a, a, a against a curtain, um, a little magic routine. Here's my theory on that. We did not see everything that they made of this movie in this in the YouTube. What was cut out of it was. Kermit doing ad lead-ins to the sponsor, which was a tobacco company. Oh. And I believe that those segments of her doing the magic thing was in between commercials. Well, for sure. As a bridge between commercials, and it wouldn't have happened that abruptly, and it would have made more sense had we seen the lead-in to the yeah. ads that mm. Kermit did. Those yeah. were cut out because it was... Uh, it drew so much criticism for him doing lead-in ads for a tobacco for company tobacco, yeah. that they uh, that certain publications reported at the time that because of that Kermit wouldn't appear on Sesame Street anymore, Whoa. which of course didn't happen. Whoa. But and who knows if that was even in talks? But it was such a controversy that that was floated. Yeah. So I think that those segments would have made more sense between a tobacco ad and the next thing. Yeah, and I mean. They still weren't great. Regardless, they yeah. were weird. But it, because opening the, flow the film makes with more that, sense that the way. flow does make more sense. So we watched this movie. We rented a VHS copy from Movie Madness today. Thank you, Movie Madness. Thank you, Movie Madness. We but love you. But then at the same time, the VHS copy was completely f***. <laughs> uh, and we had Didn't to work. Uh, yeah. no turn it off. No thank you. It was all staticky and just no completely messed up. No thank you. So uh, I said, I think it's on YouTube. Because I think we watched Muppet Musicians of Bremen on YouTube. We did. And it was on YouTube, and we watched it that way. Uh, the quality was much more crystal clear. Yeah. So, uh, thanks, Movie Madness, but no thanks, Movie Madness. Waste of three bucks. 
Yeah. What what tobacco company was uh, Kermit working for? Because I think that this really does play into my theory that Jim was not acting as a counterculture agent. He was selling out as fast as he could to establish himself. I don't see that he was bringing any of that utopian ideal for over from Sesame Street for this. I just don't. I, I see it as a um, yeah. as a programmer for establishing himself as a as a director. Because I'm not sure, like with his early career when he would do those those advertisements, they were pretty subversive. Like they were weird and violent and dark and and. I know what, what I could tell. Ta- I know what you're talking different. about. You're talking about the ones for um, the coffee you, you, that you saw on on Street Gang. Uh, there yeah. was that they they did a little segment where they showed his early career. Was it and Wilkins coffee, but I think that those were a little bit self serving. I think they were showing the wild ones. They weren't showing the ones where he sold out to get on network television. Yeah, and said, "Yeah, put me in, coach. You can use my main character Kermit to sell cigarettes." And by R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company. There you go, the big ones. That's a, those and, are the big guns. And I I do not disagree with what you're saying, but yeah. I do want to. Also say him rising up in the way that he did was so that he could reach his goal, which was for the greater good in his mind. World peace and war. Yeah, like he had all of these amazing morals that I think that he wanted to get to a place in his career as a director and a filmmaker and a producer to where he could produce that type of content. Absolutely. And far be it from me to criticize yeah. the path that he took because it got him where he where we love what yeah. he did. I'm saying as a step and as a moment in time, you think about this coming out in 69, mm-hmm. originally being aired in Canada, and, and you think about the social uh, um, situation in the United States at that time, which Jim, you know, has talked about ending war with his programs on Fraggle Rock, yes. and and um, you know, having very never seen it, very uh, you know, uh, being a part of Sesame Street and molding young minds. Um, I I don't see that this is one of those. This seems like a calculated move to get to the next step so yeah, that he and, can do the next thing, it's, which it's is a, fine. I don't blame him for taking whatever steps he had to take to get where he needed to be. It's definitely a crowd-pleasing story, uh, one that is familiar and one that would that doesn't offend necessarily. It is not at all a risk that he took no. with this. Um, the puppeteering in Bremen is yeah. so much more advanced. Yeah, so and, much more and innovative. That's undeniable. And that's three years later. Yeah. Uh, so I see this as a precursor to that and yeah. a precursor to the rest of his career. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say that uh, there are still some uh, instances of these like weird full body puppets that we see in Muppet Musicians of Bremen. There's that mm-hmm. band that we see with yes. those Muppet yeah. faces. That's true. That was crazy. Yeah, there's a band that plays the the big uh, big soiree. Yeah, and you know what? That was kind of cool, but it felt dropped in. It felt like they needed something yeah. to pad out the, I the wa- time. I like. It I was short. It, it felt like it was a little short, and they and put in a few a few things in there. It seemed like it was to make it a little longer. To make it a little longer. To make it to give yeah. it a little bit of a laugh. But yeah. I. Still, but it was not that good because the music cues were off every time. And I couldn't tell mm-hmm. if that was on purpose or not. I thought it was like there and, were a few, and we're seeing this. Sh- 
be banned, but then in we another in, room, yeah, we're not in this really part room. It's like this. Yeah, the gag was that they were bad. Yeah, but because they weren't, they were. In, I felt like intentionally not playing with the music that was playing with in, when right. And why would you do that? I don't it was know. a little weird. But it's I, a weird choice. I didn't dislike it. I actually, I thought that was funny. I, I thought, liked you know. it, but I didn't like it in context. But I liked it on its own. I loved how they look, and and I like want to steal that for something. Like those are some mm-hmm. crazy looking faces. That's I get that. Cool. Yeah. Now, I think it's high time th- oh, for yeah. some fun facts. Oh my god. You have fun facts? I have three fairly fun facts. How fun oh. are they? Uh, I'll one let you ten. be the judge. We're going to scale uh, on a one to ten fun. We'll decide yeah. how fun All right, they well, are. here's one that I'll fire at you right away. Okay. This movie was co-written by Tom Whedon, father of Joss Whedon. Eight. Eight out of ten. That's pretty fun. Pretty fun fact? That's fun. Uh, I don't uh, give a uh, f*** about Joss Whedon, but eight uh, out of ten I'll fun. give it. I'll give it an eight. That's fun. I found, we that can agree. Be, I found that to be fun. Well, Try this one on for size. Okay. <laughs> the fairy godmother was played by Joyce Gordon. She was known for being the first person to wear glasses on TV while appearing as herself. She was also the first woman president of the Screen Actors Guild's New York branch and the first female announcer for a political convention on network television. Oh, nine. That's very fun. Nine because that's like of just the glasses alone. And yeah. honestly, if you said nothing after that, maybe a ten. Perfect. Sorry. Because there was like three facts, so they got yeah. they 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 combined Combining into more to fun. A nine. More fun. What are you thinking, Mark? Nine. Um. Eight. Yeah. Nine. Okay. I'm I was going to say eight and a half. Nine. It was slightly more fun than the last. If one. If this isn't a ten, I'm going to be a little disappointed. But that's okay. Okay. Well, Hey Cinderella is Kermit's first appearance as a frog. What? While Hey Cinderella was shot less than a year before Sesame Street went into production, Kermit was already recognized as a frog by the time the special was broadcast on ABC in America in April 1970, several months after Sesame Street's debut. Ten. Ten. So is that a true fact? He wasn't. He wasn't designed as a frog initially. He was just yep. designed that's as the his first puppet. time he's a frog, and that's the first time he has his collar and his ten. flippers. Ten. I'll be darned. That is ten. ten. Anyway, uh, fun fact. Yeah. About Buddy. Yes. Which I wasn't. In, I wasn't invited to that episode, and yes. you guys just just plowed into it without any consultation. But please share. But my buddy Nigel Booth was the lead sculptor. For the character of Buddy in that film. And yeah. for the Jim Henson uh, creature shop. And one time you guys ate eel. We attempted to eat eel. <laughs> we took about one bite and said, no. No, I, that is nasty. I did not know that Nigel worked on that. And yeah. um, Nigel, I, Nigel lives in London. I had, I had nothing but nice things to say about the sculpting of Buddy. I thought it was an amazing, amazing looking gorilla. And, well done, Nigel. And tricked me. Well done, Nigel. Nigel, Thank you for all you've done for us. Hope to have you on the podcast. I think you should. I mean, he worked for the Henson Creature Shop for a number of years in, in London and in, in what, Los Angeles. What kind of British accent does Nigel have? Like a Ringo accent, or no. like a more of a Cockney accent, like a more Ringo of a or a John more of a British royal upper crust Michael accent. Michael Caine. You know, that's an interesting question. I've never really thought about it. And I haven't talked to Nigel. We, I mean, there's been you know online. Mm-hmm. Uh, chats 
but but actually speaking to him, it's been a number of years. But none of those really sound like it. I mean, certainly not Cockney. Certainly not not normal r- British. Ringo's got that kind of upper, you know, Ringo. Liverpool kind Ringo. of thing, is, which is very different. Uh-huh. I mean, very different. Um, but uh, I don't know if you had to certainly say not upper class. Not not he doesn't sound like Charles. If you had to say which character from Harry Potter oh. he sounds the most like. Which character from... That's a great question, Jack. That's Thank an you. excellent question, and I'm going to go uh, Mr. Weasley. Oh. Mr. Weasley. Well, that's very pleasant. That's a okay. very pleasant Yeah, accent. just a pleasant... Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah. Pleasant. Yeah. Pleasant accent. All right. Not one of those annoying ones. Broad. Ugh. Not a Faulty Towers accent. Not a Welsh say. accent. Faulty Towers is great. Anyway, those are some fun facts. And and they got incrementally uh, a one point. Fun and fun, fun and funner. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have anything more to say? I have about one more thing to say. Oh. My f***ing Sweetums. <laughs> Boom. Well, that's, that's where I was going. Is it Sweetums time, I everybody? it's Sweetums time, yeah. Okay, well, I, I think, Jack, you sounded like you wanted to go first, but we know guest is best. Guest is best. So, Mark, I, I have you come to your <laughs> final... Opinion, opinion on mm. your Sweetums? Your I know I seem like such a sourpuss, and I'm really trying not to be, uh, because it was it was fun. I'm not saying that it You're wasn't being a little bit of a Deborah H. Downer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think so. Um, I, and I know I'm coming off that way. Uh, a little I, bit of a Susie spoil sport. Ex- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Seems like you sat in the pit of brine for a little too long, my man. Mm-hmm. You're oh, Stuart okay. Brittle. Yeah. <laughs> Stuart Brittle. Nice. Um, I don't know. I, I really, I mean, I, I am thinking about it. Uh, let me think about that. The would you like us to come back to you? I, no, no. Okay. The guest is best. I yeah. would like to talk would, us through your process. I would like to talk you through my process if I may. You may. I uh, <laughs> Okay, I I love I love Jim Henson and I love the Muppets and to me this just felt like a a um, a step. It didn't feel like a, a completely realized Jim Henson Absolutely. Production. I couldn't agree more. You know, it just didn't. Um, I don't know what kind of budget he was working with. I don't know what kind of constraints he was under, so I don't mean yeah. to be harsh. I'm assuming a lower, much lower budget. I, I, I would assume that this was very early it in was his in career. Canada. He was dealing with, you know, he was dealing with making a, a primetime puppet special yeah. in Canada. So, yeah, I don't think that they were exactly throwing the big bucks at him. So far, we haven't been more on the same page since the Casey Anthony trial. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember it well. Mm-hmm. Commit to a quit. That was a, it was a, <laughs> it was a scary summer. We made t-shirts. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, I did not love this because of its incompleteness, it felt like to me. Yeah. Um, so I, but I didn't hate it. So it's it, it's hard for me to give a two two and a half to it and put it right in the middle, even though it felt like a lukewarm sort of endeavor to me. But I know that there's been other things that I've given a two and a half to when I've listened as a, yeah. as a listener at uh-huh. home. We encourage at, people to you know, do that keeping as my, listeners. Yeah, keeping my notebook, follow my along. Muppet Up <laughs> notebook. I, I would love to see my that journal. Notebook. Yeah, and um, I I felt like uh, I've done I've given things two and a half before that I liked better. So I, I I'd say it's a two. 
Wow. Which seems like, yeah, Debbie Downer. I get it. Wow. Deborah H. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. But I I feel like I've given things that I like better two and a half. Okay. Um, Harsh but fair. Yeah. I feel like that's my middle name. <laughs> Harsh but fair. Mark Harsh but fair, Hobbegger. Exactly. Jack, you mind if I go? You know, yes. <laughs> Do you want to go? <laughs> but I'm not in the mood to fight you. It's getting late. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. Um, two is low. I it mean, is low. Good God. Um, two it, to me is a is a turkey hollow. You know, is a is a. But tur- you guys are so hollow. shy on giving stuff a one, like just okay. saying I did not like this. I feel like. This was artistically bereft. I'm always afraid that there's. I can't give something a one because I'm always afraid there's something that's going to come along that needs that one. I, yeah, I know. right. Like so, okay. so, so timid. There's going to be a day where I need to give something a fucking one. Like mm. where my head is. I hate with giving. This. I hate giving Jim something actually directed by Jim. Yeah, a like two. I, I'd I'd ra- I'd, yeah. I've never. I'd done rather that. sock Brian with a two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on. Of course. So, or even Ken Quapus. Quapus, exactly. Or Kirk Thatcher. Really, he's the one that deserves he, it. He uh, has deserved one. plenty of. I mean, I think I've given some. I've given some one point whatevers before. Mm-hmm. Did you give? Mm-hmm. Did you give Turkey Hollow a two? I think I gave it a. Two or a two and a half or something like that. We gave Muppet Musicians of Bremen a four. I think we all gave it a four or four and a half. That really some high up. That was fantastic. Loved it. it was this amazing. felt like a lot. lot of hand puppets. I, I believe I gave that a four and a half. Uh, Muppet you Musicians may have. Of Bremen. It was amazing. Uh, Buddy, I gave a three. This was better than Buddy. Uh, Buddy, Buddy was a slog, uh, and this was tedious, but not a slog. Um, I, I've changed my mind. I'll give it that extra half. Two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah, Two and a half? It's in the middle. Okay. It's medium. Okay. I, I thought that this was overall pretty damn fun and um, uh, really silly and an enjoyable thing for us to all sit down and watch. Um, I thought that the score was kind of funny and, and, and interesting with the... Oh, it was fun to watch. Yeah. Don't, I, I give the experience of hanging out with you guys watching yeah. it a five... A, Five out of five, sweetums. I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear that. That was fun. What about sitting down and doing the podcast? This has been five out of five. Wow. Sweetums. Well, and you when know? we say five out of five, sweetums, we mean that it's just right. Pardon? That it's uh, that the, it's the, the baby ex- bear. The experience is just right. It's baby bear. It's baby bear, which we have not discussed yet it so is on the bear. podcast. And Isaac, I'd like to give you an opportunity to introduce this concept to uh, the Habitat murderers at home, our Muppeteers. All right, everyone. Um, I've come up with this brilliant new uh, turn of phrase. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys know the story of uh, Goldilocks? Goldilocks. Yeah, it's Goldilocks, bro. <laughs> I was saying it. Yeah, Goldilocks. I was Goldilocks. For a second, I yeah. thought it was maybe and the three red, bears, Little Red Riding Hood, but Mm-mm, that's a wolf. And the three and a woodsman. Porridge. Yeah. Okay. So when Goldilocks goes to the, the that bear's house, yeah. three beds. Mm-hmm. Um, she sits in the beds and mm. she's like, "Oh, well, this no, one's lays too hard. in the beds. Yeah. Sits in she the lays chairs. in them. Okay, there guys, are chairs. Guys, also. this is my thing. Okay, yeah, go <laughs> ahead. Let me explain the please, story. Of please, please, there please. Are also much chairs. like Jim please. Henson explained the story of <laughs> Cinderella. Not well, <laughs> not expertly, but he no. got. So the this point is across. Hey Goldilocks, as told by Isaac Beach. Okay, so Goldilocks, she is like uh, r- probably like riding her bike or something, and she smells. She sees this. She sees this door open, and she smells some porridge. And then what happened? 
she goes inside and she's like, wow, I would love a bowl of porridge right now. Because she was just riding her bike for so long and mm. she could use a little bit of energy. So she eats uh, this one bowl and boy, oh boy, is it too hot. And then she eats this other bowl. She's just taking a bite. She's not eating the whole bowl. Right. She takes a bite and she's like, this is too cold. And then she gets the third one. She's like, this is just right. Uh-huh. Right. Then the same goes with the beds. Are the bowls the same size, or are there? Is there a large bowl, a medium-sized bowl, and a small, like, baby-sized yeah, 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 yeah. bowl? Yeah, so, like, if I were to rank each bowl, um, like, on a Sweetums scale, like, out of size, like, if Sweetums was size, but it'd be, <laughs> wait, it would be, like, the the big one would be a 5, and then the, but the middle one would be a 2.5. But Sweetums is a scale uh, of quality. Yeah, but this is a scale of quantity now. Okay. Uh, and uh. um and the small one would be a one because it was the smallest one. I feel like that's an okay. important detail that but you're leaving. In and terms then, of quality. Then, yeah. Well the, in terms the of big, quality. The big one is a one. Because it's hot. The medium one is a one. Yeah. Cold. And the smallest one is a five. Because it's because just right. Because <laughs> it's baby bear. Yeah, then she goes <laughs> to the bed. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um one of them's too hard, one of them's too soft. And the other one's just right. Uh-huh. Um, it's the smallest Then one. she figures out that um, there's a mama bear, a papa bear, and a baby bear. They come home. They do. And uh, what, do they eat her? I don't know what. They say that someone's been eating our porridge. Someone's been in our bed. Uh, th- there's there someone w- in my bed. It is a woman. There, yeah. there, they were in chairs, too. There, there are, were chairs there are, also. Yeah, someone's yeah, been sitting in my are. chair. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, the one that was just right was... Time uh, and time again in that story. It belonged to none other than Baby Bear. And uh-huh. I'm starting to say something. When, when, when anything is just right, it could be um, a vibe. It could be... Um, <laughs> yeah, it could be a vibe. <laughs> a burrito. Yeah. Um, I've heard it, you use it for burritos. Uh-huh. When it is a, a podcast episode. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, when something is just right... Mm-hmm. Yes. That shit is Baby Bear. Yeah. Um, so, so if you see us in the street... Yeah. You know, just to let us know that you're a fan and you're a listener. Yeah. Go ahead and maybe tell us that like our outfit is Baby Bear or like <laughs> we've been listening to your podcast is Baby Bear and then we'll know you're a real fan. Yeah, yeah. so I, I started saying this last night and um, I'm going to continue saying it for the rest of my life. Um, anyway, I'm giving Hey Cinderella 3.25 Sweetums. It's going to give it 3.5, but... This conversation has brought it down a little bit. A lot of charming moments, a uh, lot of fun puppetry moments, um, a lot of laughs. Um, but overall, it was tedious. The pacing was bad. The editing was bad. And the set design was, you know, it wasn't wasn't blowing my mind. Um, mm-hmm. It was a little middle of the road and let me down in, in some aspects, but also um, super fun in others. So... Uh, I liked it more than I disliked it. I'm giving it a 3.25. Jack, what do you think? Well, I was also thinking along the lines of, is did I like this better than Buddy? Yeah. And Buddy, I believe we both gave three. We did. And I was going to give it less, but... Originally, originally, I thought, I like this better than Buddy enough to give it 3.5. Yeah. But... The more I thought about it, and the more I thought about my criteria for a Sweetum, yeah, the more I realized I couldn't quite justify it. And I honestly think between the pros and cons of both Buddy and this, I find them to be about equal. Wow. And I'm going to give this three Sweetums. Um, this is something I'd like to do, uh, and I'm planning on doing for the s- season two season finale, which is approaching faster than you might think. 
Yeah. I would I'm planning on going back, listening to every episode and finding every Sweetum score that we've given. Charting that out. Uh you don't have a Muppet Up seeing, journal? Uh, no, well, I'm going to make one. Okay. Seeing where things line up, what what we've liked better than another thing, and seeing it all on a piece of paper and seeing if that makes me change my mind about anything. Yeah. And doing a reassessment of everything so far. I think that's helpful. In a season two tier list that mm-hmm. addresses everything from season one and season two mm-hmm. and reorders them based on how I feel now. Because I think... When I watch something in episode two or three, I don't know what's going to happen later. And I can't – I've only now can I do things like, oh, well, I liked it more than this but not as much as this. And I gave that that score and this this score so I could put it in the right place. So I think there are some things that are probably yeah. unreasonably high and unreasonably low Fair. that I would that I plan on reordering. So there's a chance that this is going to change. It's subject to change. But we won't know that until the season two finale. And that's what I love about Muppet Up. There's always something to look forward to. You guys, you're evolving yes. and growing on your Muppet journey. We have a lot of uh, great episodes coming in the next few weeks, and we're going to be touching on the third installment of this trilogy, The Frog Prince, uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, upcoming few weeks. Fair. But I think that wraps up our review of Hey Cinderella. Thank you so much, Mark, for coming on the pod. Thank you. Great to have you. Always love having you, and we love your insight. I'm Isaac Beach. I'm Jack Hobegger. And as always, keep moving right along. Moving right along in search of good times and good news. With good friends you can't lose. This could become a habit. Phoenix once let's reach out and grab it yeah. together we'll nab it we'll hitchhike bus or yellow cabin